Welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast, your weekly dose of strategies and mindset tools to build a business in alignment with your purpose and get you playing a bigger game. I'm your host, Nicole Leno. Hello, and welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Leno, and I am here with a lovely and talented guest, Miss Monique White. She is the CEO and founder of Triumph Services. And Monique, thank you for being here. Thank you for being on the show. Introduce yourself to the audience. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Well, hello, Nicole, and hello to your audience. Thank you for having me. I am Monique White, as you said, the CEO and founder of Triumph Services, a consulting and coaching firm. And I also am a nurse, an attorney, international speaker, and Amazon best-selling author. And all of that sounds really, really big and a lot, but that is not how I began. So tell us a little bit about where you came from and and where you started. Well, I started as a single pregnant teenager, unsure of her next options, unsure of where to go next, and quite frankly, lacking in the confidence to move forward. Mm -hmm. Those were my beginnings. So I had to actually reach deep and a discover a what, what are my immediate needs. So that's where the nursing came from. I became a nurse because that provided the flexibility to be home with my child and still make a good living to provide for him. And my journey took a lot of, you know, twists and turns, ups and downs. I had the blessing and the honor of being connected with the dean when I went back for my bachelor's program, who challenged me to be different, to challenge me to look for more in myself and my own abilities. And she challenged me to become a lawyer. I would love to tell people, people always tell me, ask me, how did I go from one to the other? I would love to tell them that I had this big dream of becoming a lawyer, but that's just not so. (laughs) That was just, that was a bet. That was someone seeing in me more than I saw myself in myself. And, And that's just the awesome thing about how God moves, because sometimes we don't see our own work. It takes someone, he places someone in our path that sees that we can be or see us for what we can be rather than what we are at that moment. And I think something that I want to ask you that I asked some of our guests is, and cause I, there's some places I want to go with this, but I'd love to hear what you have to say. Like, is there somebody who inspires you or someone who inspired you in the past and, and why can you name somebody? Um, most definitely Oprah. Mm-hmm. Oprah, she inspired me because when you look at Oprah, Oprah didn't come from a wealthy background. She didn't come from an area or a background of means. She came from a modest background. She went through a lot of tests and trials, if you will, in her, her life. But she had a dream. She had a dream. And she, again, was connected to people that pushed her. Now, Oprah went into a field that was predominantly men. 
she, of course, came up against obstacles, but she didn't let that stop her. She continued on and she kept, no matter what she went through, no matter what people said about her, she kept her eye on where she wanted to be and she kept working toward her goal. Never really losing sight of who Oprah was in, inside or where Oprah came from, but she allowed that story to empower her and push her. And she uses all of that now to where she is to help other women mm. and to encourage other women to embrace their own power within, if you will. She most certainly has. I think that I, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a woman that who said that they weren't inspired in some way by Oprah in some way in their life, either to give more, to be more, to embrace their story. Like she really hit on a lot of things. Like I grew up on Oprah, like in the house playing in the background and it's just an inspirational figure. And I think that people like that, I think are part of the reason why women at one point thought that they couldn't do things. And mm -hmm. it's these examples that are put out there for us who help us see that it is possible for us. Right. And for you, you had this Dean as well, who not only set an example, but it was a woman. Yes. Or, yeah. Um, so not only that, but she's, she's looking at you and she's saying, why don't you try something different? I think, I think you're aiming for what, and, and I, I always look out for this with my clients too. It's don't shoot for what you think you can get. Mm -hmm. Shoot for what you want and have the courage to stand in what you want or right. to dream bigger than what the world is telling you is where you belong. Exactly. Exactly. And at that time, I'm probably dating myself, but at that time, being a nurse anesthetist, being a nurse practitioner was all the rage. Mm -hmm. So everybody was being funneled into being a nurse practitioner. And that was her pet peeve. Her pet peeve was just because you're female doesn't mean that all you can be is a nurse practitioner. Because that, you know, you're still going to have to answer to, to a man. She's like, be different. Be, be, you can be more powerful than that. And I'm and so grateful for her. So that led you to be an attorney. Yes. You ended up becoming an attorney. And, and then that led you to becoming a coach eventually. Um, and, and what you run now, you work with a similar audience to me. You work with female entrepreneurs mm -hmm. just starting out, just, um, or, in that middle stage of haven't really gotten it off the ground yet, you know, but they've got the plane, but it's just not off the ground yet. Right. So, so some of the things that I, I have, I've noticed with that particular, with people who are listening to the show right now in that stage of their business is, is that belief. So I have a mm -hmm. lot of, I, I don't know if this is part of who you work with as well, but there are a lot of entrepreneurs in my audience who are network marketers. And I think what that does is network marketing has such a low barrier to entry. Mm -hmm. So it, it's the, it's that permission slip. It's that someone believing in you. It's someone who comes to you and says like, you could do this too. And mm -hmm. there isn't this, there's not a four year degree required. There's not a $20,000 investment required. So they, they dive into it. 
but then they're kind of on their own. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's where the belief sets in. They're just, can I really do this? Is this really possible for me? And swimming in that space can be, can feel like a really big pool in mm-hmm. the beginning. What do you start people off with in the beginning? Do you find that they're trying to build that belief in the beginning? Is that the biggest hurdle for your clients when they it start is. out? It is. Um, I say to people, you know, there is a difference between knowing and believing. Mm. You know, um, a lot of us know we can do it, but we don't believe, which is exactly what you said. But what I where I start my clients out is really diving into knowing who, whose and why they are. I am a faith based organization. So we start out with, you know, whose you are. And really diving into and letting the woman discover their own power and authority by virtue of whose they are, which is, you know, a daughter of Jesus Christ as a Christian. Mm -hmm. And all of that, all of what that entails. Then we go into what are your core values? Because what permeates every aspect of your life? personal and professional, your core values. Once you identify what your core values are, then that is going to drive your business. That's what you're going to build upon. Um, For example, if you don't have integrity in your personal life, you're not going to have integrity in your professional life. Mm -hmm. So identifying what those core values are and why you are, your purpose. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. Um, what is your unique gifting? Not trying to be someone else that you see on social media or whatever, because each one of us is invested with our own unique talents that we have been given in order to leverage so we can grab hold of the the biblical promise of prosperity and abundance. Mm. And I I think that 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 is definitely so. So just to sort of recap that, because I love this is, recognizing that you are a child of God, which, which in essence is that you are perfect, that in your purest form, you are perfect. And well, and correct me if I'm getting any of this wrong, but that's sort of when, when I hear something like that, you are a daughter of Jesus Christ, you're a child of God, whoever you believe in as well, but you are a perfect being um, as God sees you as your maker sees you. And when we can connect with that, we're invincible. And right. It, 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 whatever your belief system is, right? We were made in his perfect image. Mm-hmm. Now, but we're all human. But we can, if we grab hold of and really become in tune with whatever being, higher being, Jesus Christ, um, that spirit, if we become attuned to that, then we can achieve and be live in the example that was set for us in power and authority. And we can control our circumstances rather than our circumstances controlling us. Yes. And be, be, um, I, I followed uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza as someone I've, I've studied with and, and worked in his programs. And he, he always says, you know, be greater than your environment. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, Love when you that. are, when, when you are fully powerful in your inner being, the outer world has very little effect on you. You're unshakable at that point. And if something on the outside is shaking you, it has nothing to do with the outside. It has everything to do with the inside. And that's the work. Exactly. And that's the stuff I could just go off on a whole tangent. <laughs> but, um, but, but then you move on to core values. So once you recognize that you are a child of God, that you are that that you are this perfect being in your creation in, in this image of him and then connecting with your core values. Now, why is that important for their business? I'd love for you to kind of dive into, I know you talked about integrity and if you don't have integrity in your life, you won't have it in your business, mm-hmm. but is that to, to, to solidify? Cause we talk about values in my program. I'm wondering what your perspective is on it. Is it to give that framework for what you stand for in your business and those guiding lights that, that North star Right. Your guiding principles Mm. Um, there, as you know, in entrepreneurship, you're going to have ups and you're going to have downs. The waves are going to come and go. They are the principles that are going to keep you firmly grounded. They are going to to guide you on that course. So no matter what comes or no matter what goes, it's that being showing up authentically. Mm hmm. And then the last one, you know, so, so it was who you are, your core values, and then the, the why, your purpose, mm-hmm. why you are, your purpose, your unique gifts. And you said this was the hardest one. And I, I, I got to say, I agree with you. I think that that's the hardest one for anyone, because I think the first prerequisite for, for this part of the course is accepting that you have unique gifts, mm. that that you are worthy of uh, I, an affirmation I give to all of my clients is you're worthy of people's attention. Yes. You are worthy of going out there and speaking who you are, sharing what you, what is inside of you. And you are worthy of people respecting that, looking at you, listening to you and taking in what you have to offer. And that can be a really difficult thing for most of us to do. Yes, especially women. Mm. Especially women. Yeah, I, I think. And let, let's dive into that a little bit about the psychology of women and and standing in our unique gifts and our purpose. And um, what's been your experience with that and the people that you work with? I'd love to hear some of that perspective. I think women struggle with this um, a lot based on the world paradigm that we've all grown up in. It's also a cultural thing. Mm -hmm. And this expectation that we put everybody before ourselves, that we're all, and we're people pleasers because of that. We, We always want to put everyone ahead of ourselves. We want to please other people. And in doing that, we give people power over us. Mm. We kind of give our power away. In doing that, we diminish our own selves and our own power. So then you have this um, tension, if you will, of what we feel in our gut, that, that power that we need to show up in to be truly happy. And then we have this tension pulling on the other side of the world paradigm of what a woman is supposed to be and how a woman is supposed to be. 
And that in the middle is where you get that frustration and that that powerlessness. So the conundrum is how do you resolve it? How do you, because it's either going to, if you look at it as a, at a, as a rubber band, it's either going to pull one way or the other to release that tension. And how so, do we? <laughs> but that's a, a lot of us are still struggling with that. But, you know, I think it's really taking the time to do some introspection. I mean, everybody's at different stages in their life. Um, what is most important to you? Mm-hmm. Um, you can't make other people happy if you yourself are not happy. That's one. Um, And really deciding based on what your core values are. There you go again. (laughs) How based on that, which way you're going to go. Yeah. And and so when something that just kind of resonated pretty powerfully with me, there was, you know, you can't make others happy if you're not happy. And so that goes to challenging this belief and challenging this paradigm in the way that we operate of people pleasing, of putting ourselves last, putting everybody in front of us. And that might seem like the, you know, the plan, the the way that a lot of us operate, and it might seem like the right thing to do. But I think it's also what's leading to sort of this little female revolution that we have going on is that there's part of us that's saying, and I always say that, you know, um, the, your, your subconscious, your, the inner voice that's calling out to you. If you have a calling, Mm -hmm. it's going to start off knocking on the door, like a soft little knock, and then it's going to knock a little louder. And then it's going to knock a lot louder until it tears your house down. You either answer, you either answer the door or it's going to huff and puff and puff and blow your house down. And that can be in health that can manifest in health that can manifest in divorce and all sorts of things. And it comes usually from not listening to ourselves and not answering the deeper calling that we have from within. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a draw so many, and has this been your experience as well? It's drawn a lot of women to entrepreneurship because sure. it it's like this profit making journey to owning your stuff and for, you know, climbing your own like mental mountain. <laughs> exactly. So, so tell me a little bit about your, you have something called the Startup Academy, right? That is your program. And, and the, tell us a little bit about what you offer to people and what, what, what the framework is that you walk people through in your programs. Okay. Um, the night, the Startup Academy is a 90 day program. It is designed to take you from an idea to a viable business. So we start off with the who's, who, and why you are. We start off into validating an idea. Mm-hmm. Not every idea is a good idea. Um, and we talk a lot about gifting. You and I are, and everyone is has been created with talents and gifts, as I said earlier, many of us more than one. I tell people the clues are in your past. How do you take that gifting and leverage it? We also talk about um, your different uh, business entities, having a strong foundation. Too many people go out and start a business 
without laying that strong foundation and then they end up getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, I also leverage my background um, and we talk about different things like contracts, um, the difference between them. Um, and then we go through taking that business within nine, uh, taking that idea and having you come out at 90 days with a viable business. That's amazing. And it's something that, that kind of sparked a question. So once you've embraced your unique gifts, mm-hmm. um, how do you know which are the ones to share? How do you know which is like, what is, what is that part? look like where they're like, okay, so these are the things that I, that I have. These are the, these are the talents that I have. How does that translate into something that I can profit from? How can I, how can I turn that into a business? A lot of people might look at it and say, well, yeah, but I think that we discount a lot of the things that we are good at and innately good at because we think that there's no money to be made in it. What do Mm -hmm. you say to somebody who has that right now, who's thinking that? Um, there could be money to be made on anything. I mean, if anybody takes a look at Facebook these days, especially during this time, some of these ads, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, what in the world is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be, it, it, what is for you is for you. What God has for you is for you. There is somebody waiting on what something that you have to deliver. We in my program, we do go through a whole validation process. Um, the goal is to pick that which you can monetize now. Mm. You probably have more than one thing, but what is the easiest thing that we can hone down, we can polish up and get you out there to monetize now? Because actually, like I said, it. I saw something the other day and I'm like, oh my goodness, what in the world is that? But I guarantee you it sold to somebody. <laughs> I get, so we have to get past, that's an obstacle that we place in our own pathway. Yeah. We prejudge things and it's not for us to prejudge because we're not the ones who are going to be purchasing it or consuming it. It's for the market to judge and you're not going to have that information if you don't put it out there. Yeah. And I always say that, um, that sometimes we, we put up walls in our way that they don't really exist except in our head. So we think of something, we think of an idea and then we say, Oh, nobody would buy that. And that's a wall that we put up. Mm-hmm. And I would say like, when there's a wall, like, you know, when, when we've created a wall, like my, my first question is like, well, what's the window that we can create here? What's, and the windows are usually created by questions that you can ask. So you'd mm-hmm. say like, who would buy, who's the right buyer for this product? And I feel like that changes your energy with how you're approaching the problem. You're saying like, okay, well, how can I, how can I um, sell this product? You're saying like, nobody will buy this. Mm-hmm. And then instead of that, you're saying, well, who is the right buyer for this product? And maybe it is nobody. Maybe that's not it. But chances are that conversation that you have is going to lead you to the slight pivot to the product that's just to the right of the one that you started out thinking about. And and that's the one that people will buy. And that's the one you're like, that's it. That's the one. They say, I come from the tech startup world. Like I started a, a, a small software company. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's such a different mindset 
of, uh, of the way that you approach your business. Like they're just like, they're like, no, expect to pivots. It's actually worse if you don't pivot, it shouldn't be your first idea (laughs) that you should come out with an MVP. You should put out your minimum viable product, test it in the market. That's not going to be the one that you move forward with. You're going to slightly pivot and that might be the one it's probably going to be your next pivot. Right. When you have right. that in your mind, then you're not crushed by the failure. You're looking at that first one truly as a test. Mm-hmm. Right. Look at look at 409. Yeah. 409 is not just the name. That's how many tries it took to get it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how many tries it took to get it right. And I think we need to just change our mindset. We're always looking at something as a failure. Mm. But it's not a failure. It's a lesson. Yes. That's valuable data that you can now go back, make adjustments and come back at it again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I, I love this. I, I This was such a great discussion. I think that it really helps people when you're in that beginning idea stage and you're trying to figure out, does this exist? Is this, I think you're living proof of you were working with what you had, making the most of what you had every step of the way, someone challenged you to see beyond the next obvious step or the Mm -hmm. one that people were dictating to you and told you like, let's expand your vision a little bit here. Humor me, indulge me. Let's think about, I know you're thinking nurse practitioner because that seems like the next one. But what if I said lawyer? What does that make you do? I, I, I love that. And I love that you help people step into that possibility as your business now. I think that that's just what a gift to the world, like you using your unique gifts, your unique talents, and your story is such an example for everyone. Yes. And, I, and I'm truly honored every day when I, when I interact with the ladies mm-hmm. that they trust me. With, with their next their step into their elevation and um, into looking higher and farther into all that they can be. Yep. Absolutely. Well, Monique, everybody is going to want to stay in touch with you. They're going to want to know where they can learn more about your startup academy, learn more about what you teach and how you teach it and, and, keep in touch with your content and the value that you have to offer. So where can they do that? Where can my listeners keep in touch with you and, and, and stay up to date on what you're up to? Um, they can connect with me um, in my Facebook group, www.facebook.com forward slash the transformed entrepreneur. The startup Academy will be open for a moment. And I guess about four weeks, um, it, we do uh, open enrollment on a rolling basis. So the best way to stay connected with me is there at www.facebook.com forward slash the transformed entrepreneur. And they can keep, you know, get all the free content um, and keep up to date with me there. 
Awesome. Yeah. And we'll link that up in the show notes. So if you weren't able to grab that or write that down, we'll have a link for you. Just hop on over to the show page and then click the link and that'll take you right over to Monique's group. And that's where, so the Startup Academy, when enrollment opens, you'll let that that group know that will always be where you're updating people, letting them know when enrollment's open, what you're offering. And you also offer other um, regular content in that group as well. So they'll get something even in between enrollments. Correct. Correct. We actually run um, shows every once in a while, series within that group, but and all the announcements will be posted within that group. How awesome. So guys, you definitely going to want to stay in touch with Monique. Um, and so if you are thinking about taking your idea, bringing it through a process in 90 days to have an, a viable business at the end of it, definitely check out Monique's group, The Transformed Entrepreneur, and The Startup Academy. You can get all of the details for that within that group. So hop on over there, click the link in the show notes. Monique, thank you so much for being here. This was such a pleasure to have you. It was such a great conversation. I appreciate you taking the time and and sharing your story and your energy with us. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to everybody who's been listening. Thank you for staying till the end. Guys, this show is a reminder every single week. I want you to remember that you are limitless. You are only limited by the limitations that you accept. And when you stop accepting those limitations, you are a limitless entrepreneur. So thank you so much for being here. I will see you on next week's episode. Stay tuned for that. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode and you want more of this type of content and conversation in your life, please come check out our free Facebook community, Unlock Your Inner CEO, where you'll find next level entrepreneurs just like you. Go to innerceogroup.com to join. I'll see you there.